welcome to the uh, no ball on no, no, it's, a, it's a special zone? it's a special you don't have to do the regular intro special welcome to the no special <laughs> god damn it welcome dash, to the special zone dash zone <laughs> what's the like no that's the invincibility song Da, 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 da. I don't even know, right? No, what the song? No, but the, I know I, I, that wasn't the song I wanted. That was just the only one in my head. I wanted the special stage music. Got, oh, uh, special, spe- which one? I mean, any of them would have been better than the one that I got. Oh. That's also the first one that popped into my head. Yeah, that's that's the one. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna have fun listening back to this. Welcome to Ballen Wonderworld demo. The episode. Welcome to playing a demo because it was made by Yuji Naka. We played Sonic and Knight, so we're gonna do this. My name is Isaiah. My name is Charlie. Hi, I'm Steven. I figure because like this isn't really the main series. Like, I don't know. It doesn't hurt to to make sure we introduce ourselves. There might be some people. This is exactly the same thing as that time that we did the Sonic movie. There's no difference. This yeah, is, like this is the trailer. We're reviewing it. <laughs> it's a demo. Well, That's we talked true. about the trailer in the Knights episode. Yeah. One of the Knights episodes. It was a pre-show. So, like, this game is not Knights. No. The best way I would describe it is it's the I don't know what I'm doing of Knights, but the kind of <laughs> mediocre platforming of Gex. I was actually going to say explicitly that this game was worse than Gex. <laughs> in terms of in, in terms of gameplay, this game feels like an N64 title that came out in the first year of the N64. Well, it's funny you should mention that because I saw a video that described it as just an HD Saturn game. It is very much like a Saturn game, or I should say Knights, where like, you have all these buttons, but you only need like three. No, yeah. you only need one. There is one There's button in this game. Literally, like any face button and also either of the trigger buttons all do the yeah. same thing, which is really amusing to me. I found it atrocious. It's <laughs> atrocious when you get a power up where you can't jump. Oh my god, the dragon power up made me so mad. I was like, this is stupid. It literally does the same thing as the wolf, except you can't jump. It's it actually like it, it sucks because um, if you want to change between your power ups. There's like a like a half a second or maybe it's a little more sort of like transition yeah. time when you can't move. It's not like changing between like two characters in like Lego Star Wars or yeah. any Lego game. So it like it doesn't feel good to be like, all right, time to do some platforming. Oh, instead I spat out a fireball and now I have to like wait for that like for me to be able to move again so that I can change characters and then I have to wait for me to be able to move again so I can actually do the platforming. I think that you could stop at, like, it doesn't feel good to go, oh, here's some platforming. <laughs> it yeah. just doesn't feel good. For context, you play, in unlike Knights, you play as the children pretty much the whole time, and you get costumes that you get through little uh, D8s. They're, um, they're uh, Mario Kart item. They are not they're, even. They're not D8s. They're D8s. They're crystals. Okay. Crystal D8s. Ch- hold it, Charlie. The sentence you just said was, they are not D8s, they are D8s. <laughs> everything is correct and everything is wrong. Okay, I just, agree with Charlie. Right. And you can have three power ups at a time, and 
you kind of save them after a while. Like one will go away, but like it goes into like this kind of bank, and then when you go to like a circular save point, you can hold the action button to like change to go into a curtain. Button. Oh, see, I thought I just lost it forever, and like no. I, Steven told me about how you're supposed to like recover power-ups or whatever so it's like and it's helpful because there are certain puzzles you can only solve with costumes from different levels yeah yeah but I I don't know I felt like you should have just been able to have a costume permanently when you unlocked it because the system they have present is that you have to pick up these keys that are almost always just right next to the little power-up diamonds or yeah. at least like maybe that's how it is for the first levels and it's different in later levels it's kind of the same. Okay, yeah, and then in that case, it's super weird because the keys respawn after, like, I don't know, a minute? So you can yeah. have, like, 72 keys in your inventory and just keep picking up power-ups over and over again, and the only time they go away is when you take damage or, like, fall off the level, but that's not likely to happen because there aren't a lot of empty voids in this game, and the enemies are so goddamn basic that, like... Yeah. And they don't appear very often. Yeah. Like, they just appear in, like, a kind of arena. And it was, yeah, like, can... once or twice per level. They literally, like, there are, like, six total enemies in the two levels if you don't count respawning. And they'll only respawn if you go really far away from their spawn point and then come back. I thought they only respawned if you died. No, they respawn, like, if you, after a while. Like, you can return to the vicinity and then they'll just start spawning again. Yeah, I actually I actually died, and but I died soon enough that they didn't respawn. Does that mean that you can get infinite jewels or whatever from them? Uh, yes. Okay, so that was the other thing. The, this game is incredibly, incredibly surface level. All you can do yeah. is jump. And then when you get a power-up, it lets you do one other thing. But most of those power-ups just amount to, like, skills that you would have at the beginning of any modern, like, platformer. Which is yeah, already yeah. a sentence that shouldn't be said. There's, like... <laughs> <laughs> well, and there are some costumes that don't have, like, an inherent power-up or, like, not that involves the action button. Like, yeah. you get a a Gear Prince costume, which if you ever saw those gear boxes in the first level, that's what you use them. That's what they're used okay. for is for that one gear costume. Right. And, like, literally you just go next to it and then you move the control stick to turn the gear. It's like a context-sensitive skill in other platformers, which, as we've talked about, is something that I don't think at this point any of us like. Yeah. And then there's the box box. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. I want to talk about the box fox. Please. So, in the demo, you get to do, like, the first full level, and then you get to do one act of two other later levels. In one of them, you get a little fox mage that, you know, you jump, but there's no other inherent action. But, like, every five seconds, you just turned into an immovable cube. This sounds awful. It Excuse is Excuse me? <laughs> Because, like, you might just be walking, and then, like, if you're on a slight incline, you'll just slide off and then lose that power-up. So it's like Rock Kirby, but you don't get to use it. Yes. Well, who the fuck? Uh, that's kind of, it's like what, that's that's what my boyfriend described it when he watched me play it uh, last night. Yeah, this seems like, Rock Kirby is already not great. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't like that ability, but at least it's an ability and not a debuff. Yeah, I think I think Rock Kirby works as an ability that you can just not use and instead use a different ability. Yeah. It like, works because you can just hit the button and it works and not just when you don't want it to. Well, yeah, yeah. but it also, like Isaiah said, works because you can ignore it completely as a mechanic. This sounds like something that they decide is necessary at certain points. <laughs> that is... Man... Well, and I, I only played the first two levels because I, I didn't actually get enough trophies to unlock the next bit. Wow. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> in my in my defense, 
The only reason I didn't get the eighth trophy was because they gave me two trophies for fighting the boss, and in order to get the third trophy, I needed to fight the boss again, but this time hit them a different way. Oh, really? And I was like, I would love to do that, but I have to go to work now. <laughs> Dude, I, I was like, I would love to do that, but I actually specifically want to play other games that are more enjoyable than this one tonight. Yeah. Like Sonic Boom, Fire and Ice. Yeah, I, honestly. I think I think the bit that gets me, and I'm I'm not against, I think, the, like, we're going to make, like, a Sega Saturn N64-era platformer. And I think I think this game at least doesn't do the thing that like uh, DK64 and other games do, where if you want to change your abilities, you just have to go back to a different save point and do a lot of backtracking. Well, but it kind of does. I mean, you kind of do that. Yeah. If you don't have like the right of the three power ups, you might have to go to get an old one you have. That's it, true. It exactly does that, as a matter of fact. <laughs> and it would be kind of nice if like you could like preset something before you entered a level, at least a level you haven't. You've yeah. already beaten. Do you know what I would like? What? Yes. So if you have three power-ups and you have access to these at all times, so you can functionally do any of the three things whenever you want, it just requires this... You know, it's not that long, but in the terms of, like, modern-day games where you can just go and do shit, it feels so incredibly long to switch costumes. Yeah. What I, if, I agree. Yeah. What if you just got all of the abilities of the costumes that you're using at the current moment? Like, all three abilities. So if you have the flutter jump and the tornado jump, you get tornado flutter jump. And if you have the plant, you can like shoot up into the air before you tornado flutter jump. See, I'm I'm That's into that. Interesting. I was I was even thinking like like maybe you have a little like costume mix and match. Yeah, you can wear like the legs of one, the torso of another, and the yeah. helmet of the yeah. <laughs> I was even thinking like maybe you have you have three costumes that like you just have access to. That you can you can switch between whatever, and then you have like a fourth costume, which is like your pocket costume. That whenever you get a costume power up, it replaces the pocket costume, rather than your three main ones. Well, you can set it that way. It just t whatever you get a new costume, it just takes the furthest right costume. So as long as you have that set to the thing you don't want, that's how it works. I I find that that the UI is like a little bit confusing. It took me a while to figure out that it was the rightmost that goes away. I think that the player experience period is completely awful in this game. Like I also, so the other thing is like, the one you have on is the leftmost one, but you're using L1 and R1 to like, to like rotate which one you're using. But so like, if I hit L1, then like, it rotates counterclockwise, so the one that's farthest away from me is the one that I actually get a hold of. And that, like, that's, like, exactly confusing enough that I have to think through which button I hit. And, like, it's not like in, in other games where if I hit the button a couple times and quickly shuffle through, this will take me a couple seconds if I hit the wrong button. It's also... Like there, this versus Sonic Heroes. Yeah. Well, and there are so many buttons that you have on controllers and you know, the keyboard. You yeah. could just have hotkeys set to the things on, you know, either side. And, like, you could also just actually let someone have four costumes instead of three and then have the face buttons be the things that switch. Yeah. Which is yeah. universally understood by so many people. Like, children will pick up a game and understand that, like, the diamond shape in, like, the corner is referencing the buttons as soon as they start pressing buttons, you know? Yeah. I, I get the feeling that... The developers who have 
developed knights in the first Sonic game just think that the one button simplicity still works. Well, it would in a game where it was conducive to the design, but in this game where you want to be doing 80 different things, that's what they tried to sell you on the back of the box. 80 different yeah. things, one button is not sufficient. Yeah, I, I agree completely with Steven. Like, Sonic 1, it makes sense that you only have one button because you only do one thing, which is jump. Like, yeah, that just works out. Uh, but in this... Your jump button is replaced by whatever your costume does. Which half the time is jump anyway. Yeah, half the time is jump anyway. And like, I don't know, maybe it could have at the very least like a jump button and a costume button. Or maybe a jump button and then one button for each costume. Yeah, I really think that if they let me mix and match the costumes, I would be willing to forgive the honestly offensive simplicity of the platforming in this game. <laughs> There's yeah. actually one tiny mechanic that I'm not even sure was intended that I noticed that made the platforming slightly engaging until I realized that the things I was doing were just meant to be solved with a context-sensitive costume, at which point I completely gave up. And the thing that I'm referring to is, if you run off of a platform, you can still jump. So you can actually get... The coyote physics. A coyote physics? Oh, like Wily Coyote. Yeah, that's, that's their term. But that's not true, because you still fall. It's not like you run and you have, like, the hover boots or whatever for a little bit. Like, you immediately fall. Yeah, no, I know. Those are still called coyote physics. But that doesn't make any sense, because that's not how the coyote works at all. <laughs> he, he walks off of an invisible path and then doesn't get to jump again. I think it might actually technically be referred to as coyote time. There's a there's a frame of there's a frame of time in most platforming games, certainly uh, most good platforming games, um, where you have walked off a ledge, but there's like a small window of time is usually like less than 30 frames uh, where you can still jump. Hold it. Okay, um, so this is not how it works in this game at all. Okay. Um, and the thing you're referring to, in my experience, usually isn't based on an amount of time. It's just your collision box is significantly bigger than it seems it should be so you can have your heels touching the like platform and you'll still be able to stand no it's it's literally like like intentionally programmed into games to make it feel better when you walk off a ledge and jump and not feel like you you missed the jump by one frame i have programmed this into my own video games i know for a fact this is programmed into some of my favorite platforming games yeah this is generally indust an industry standard thing that, so i know it's the case in this game but it's not the case in this game. You, you immediately start falling after you go off the platform. It's just as long as you haven't jumped yet and you're in the air, you can jump again. You can, like, walk off of a cliff and just wait for a while and jump, and you'll be able to jump again. Okay. I, I'm not saying that the thing you're saying doesn't exist. I'm saying I tested this because <laughs> I was very confused as to why I was able to get to a platform I clearly shouldn't have been able to get to. You're, you're saying that, like, you fell for, like, a full second and were able to jump? Yeah. Okay, so like, so like in this game, the the jump just doesn't check to see if you're actually on the ground. Well, I don't know if it's. I guess it just doesn't check to it. it all it is checking for is whether or not you have jumped, and it only resets that when you're on the ground. I think that would make for a really cool mechanic in a game in which there was actual platforming. Exactly, that's what I thought. And then as soon as I realized, like, oh, I was just abusing a system that I'm not even sure was supposed to be present yeah. to get the things I shouldn't be getting to, I was like, oh, this is boring. I should have just gone and gotten the kangaroo thing and not explored. Yeah, I definitely, like, did platforming to things that were a little bit too far away and, like, felt cool and then got the kangaroo and immediately felt lame. Yeah, exactly, because it's like... it. 
it didn't want you to explore. The game doesn't want you to explore. The game wants you to explore, in air quotes, at its pace once you get the things, you know. It, it's like... It wants you to play the game without really exploring. Once you've beaten the game, like once you've beaten that stage and maybe the stage after that, then you come back and this time you do the exploration. Yeah. The environments are a little bit too linear to make that rewarding. Right. It, it's not like you explore an area and eventually you get to a dead end and you see this giant mark that you're like, oh, maybe I'll be able to come back and do something here. It's you walk down a hallway, you look left, you see a secret, you walk over to it, you realize that you can't get it immediately, and you turn and six feet away from you is the thing you needed to do to get that secret in giant air quotes. Yeah. Or you see the spider webs all over the place and it's abundantly clear that you'll just have to come back to this level, you know, three hours mm -hmm. from now. Yeah, once you've got the spider costume. And that, that kind of sucks because it ruins the mystery. There's no mystery here, it's just the question is, when will I get the thing I need to come back here and check this off my list? Which is not the way that I typically want to play platformers. Yeah. Especially not these sort of 3D collectathons, which is what it feels like this game is trying to be, is a 3D collectathon, because you get these context-sensitive powers, and you grab shiny shit on the ground, and there's a set amount of some collectibles, and a less set amount of others. But collecting them is kind of more like sweeping, you just sort of walk forward and sweep as you go along. Yeah. I I don't even I don't even dislike that. I guess the bit is that the way this game sort of requires backtracking for collecting rewards which are in my opinion not that rewarding. Yeah, like I guess like I didn't get all the all the trophies or whatever, which is the main thing to try and collect, right? Half the time my reward for, for going off in this direction was just more of the, like, um, what are they? Like, they're not gems. The Tims? <laughs> the, no. The Tim Nuggets? I mean, they are gems. They are gems? They're little Tim Nuggets. Yeah, Tim Nuggets is probably a good, good term. <laughs> they're like, drop uh, the like, Tim Nuggets on the flower field, Billy. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm exactly invested enough in the Tim system to, like, want to get those things, even though I don't really understand what they do. Yeah, I 100% yeah. agree. But it like doesn't feel good to be like, oh, I'll get those Tims on my next playthrough of this stage, even though if I played the stage again, all the all the gems would like come back anyway, and so I could just play the same stage a second time and do nothing different and accumulate like the same amount of gems that way. Well, except they don't come back. As a matter of fact, I think the only way you can get more gems is by killing the randomly respawning enemies. Oh, is that mm -hmm. it? Yeah, is that right? yeah. Because if you go back to an area, there aren't gems there anymore, which makes it feel even less fun to replay a level because there's nothing oh, to do. No, the gems come back when you replay a level. Uh, they haven't for me. I'm I'm doing it right now. As a matter of fact, like there are no gems in this level that I'm replaying, unless it's you have to beat the world and then the level resets. Yeah, that could be true. But they, I mean, I beat the. I didn't play until after I beaten the other levels. I also, again, I don't understand what they do. Yeah, like, I mean, you, you collect them, and you also get like a special rainbow one when you re when you rebeat a level instead of getting that like weird crystal heart piece. So when you say you rebeat a level, like you get to the end and the key item is just completely replaced. Yes. It is replaced every time you beat the level, or is it just? I haven't. I mean, I haven't. Re I haven't beat a level three times to say so, but. Okay. I mean, it would it would make sense like if if you're trying to get the heart piece, but you've already got the heart piece. Yeah. You should get something else instead. 
the rainbow gem like apparently fills this mirror at this one weird Tim statue on the island. Okay. I guess we should talk about Tim's. Well, no, yeah, let's well, talk about Tim's. No, 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 no. There's a lot of stuff I want to talk to you about before we get to Tim's. Okay. <laughs> if the, if you don't mind. Oh yeah, no, you're I fine. Mean, sure. Okay, so everything about the platforming to me seems pretty underwhelming in this game. But the wild mm -hmm. part is that everything else, like everything that wasn't related to gameplay, everything that was just like aesthetics or even some of the puzzles, was like actually kind of interesting. It was just so difficult to get myself from place to place that I didn't feel like it was a worthwhile payoff. So, for example, one of the things that weirded me out as soon as I turned on the game was I walked up to, like, the farmer, as soon as you get to gameplay, I walked up yeah. to the farmer that's just sitting on a square, and he vaporized. <laughs> There's, like, this <laughs> giant farmer sitting on a square beside the path, <laughs> and you walk yeah. past him, and he's like, hurry, and then he disappears. Dude, everybody, like, every living entity that's not literally an enemy, they, they, they do two things. They dance, and then when you walk up to them, they disappear. Yeah, I that's was so it. weirded out, because I saw the farmer, and I was like, this dude's going crazy, I, what, what's up with him? And you walk into him, and he disappears, and he's got some gems under his ass for you. And then you turn <laughs> slightly to your left, and there are just two of these wolves getting down in the middle of, like, the square that you're in. And it's like, what are these guys? Are these enemies? And you walk up to them, and they disappear, too. <laughs> And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I was loving it. I was having so much fun. And the stage is doing this cool thing that they showed you in the trailer where as you walk around, it's kind of like a storybook where everything kind of pops into place. Yeah. And I liked that a lot. But then I got to the part where I was jumping on things and trying to collect stuff and it, it just, like, it, it felt so gray at that point. I think something that really, really gets me about this game is the way that everybody's dancing. <laughs> It feels very dreamlike. It, yeah, and then you beat the boss, and then everybody's freaking dancing. Like, you actually, your reward for beating the boss, and here's the thing, I, I'm i not, like, this doesn't appeal to me at all. Like, <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not wowed by this, but I've never played a video game that has a DreamWorks dance sequence at the end of every boss. <laughs> and just for the sheer, like, uniqueness of it, I have to appreciate it at least a little bit. Yeah, it's like I I mean it's I think it's cute in the I mean, I maybe I've been so poisoned by nights that anything so simple is like entertaining to me. <laughs> You're like, like in I, a permanent I mean, dream. I enjoyed it, but like I understand like how like nothing this game is. Yeah. I'm having just kind of a fun time going around. I mean, I think I was having more fun around with the Tims, but we'll talk about the Tims later. I yeah. think the Tims are the most engaging part of the game, and I think that's because the Tims might have mechanics to them. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't say that with confidence. So the disappearing stuff is, like, really interesting because something else you'll notice is that as you, like, progress through a level, like, the things behind you will start, like, disappearing. Not, like, kind of despawn, but they'll kind of fold out of the way, and what's ahead of you will, like, fold will like roll out in front of you yeah that's like the story like you're just in this you're just like in this ethereal plane because like you know when you beat the level like the whole thing you like you rescue the farmer and you realize like the trouble he's going through not to get like too deep but the, i guess this game's like main thing is like about depression yeah that makes sense because yeah. in the opening cutscene, you see the kids well at the very least i picked the boy so you see the boy is really cool and he's breakdancing and then everyone thinks he's cool and he's like fuck you and then he kind of walks away and then meets up with, like, Clown Locks McGee. And then you can sort of get on your adventure. The girl gets gossiped about, apparently, at, yeah. like, the 
academy she's at. The the girl I see I didn't see it as an academy. I saw it as like a mansion that she lived in. Like a home? Yeah, like she she was gossiped about by like maids. Yeah. Interesting. So I I think that's a much more logical reason to be depressed. And I'm not trying to roast anybody. Like I'm sure everyone experiences depression in different ways. But this game seems like it's meant for children and to see a kid you know, doing like significant breakdancing moves. He clearly he knows what he's doing. <laughs> and then everyone <laughs> in this like park area walks up to him and like, "Hey, you're cool. Like, you, do you want to hang out?" And he just like walks away from them. It really made me feel like he was an asshole, not like he was suffering from depression. Well, like so it's not the same thing as like when uh, Elliot is like playing basketball with his friends and he gets showed up by the one dude. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. That you know, it's a really simple premise, but it helped me feel like Elliot was a person I needed to be sympathetic for. Whereas this kid. I'm just thinking to myself, why are you so rude to these people that just clearly want you to have a good time? Well, I, I, I want to make the argument that maybe what they're going for is the fact that, like, depression as a, like, condition that people suffer from is not caused by their life being bad or, like, a bad thing happening to them. At least not necessarily. And I acknowledge that, but it's just, again, this is meant for children, so you have to be a yeah. little more simple than that. That's that's fair. I I guess like I guess maybe there's a better way to communicate that despite his positive circumstances he is still depressed than for other people to say he's cool and for him to just walk away. Yeah, like you picked the boy too, right? Uh no, I picked the girl. Oh, okay. Well then so you haven't seen this cutscene. Yeah, I haven't. It's not like he says things. It's not like yeah. he, you know, like lets them down. Only, only Balan or or whatever. Yeah, I think I think its name is or their name is Balan. Uh, only actually talks in the cutscenes. Yeah, and he's not or they're not or whatever. Is they have a male voice actor? Are they considered male by the canon? Uh, I actually have absolutely no idea. I don't know if there's any canon, but I'm just going by. I'm just giving them the they them. <laughs> okay, well then the that case, we'll, them. we'll stick to they them. But they give him a. Or they give them. He, okay, who directed this game? Was it Yuji Naka? Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. He gave them a very, very deep masculine voice. It's not like Knights and Riala who have slightly more androgynous voices, even in their yeah. voice acting roles. This character is kind of gruff and definitely meant to remind you of like a carnival dude. Yeah. I don't... Definitely, definitely What's... carnival vibes. Ringleader? What's the term for like the carnival guy? Uh. A ringmaster? ringmaster? Or I think it might be ringleader. Ringleader is yeah. for cults, isn't it? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, I think ringleader is a colloquial term for whoever's in charge, but it came from the circus. Okay. Didn't we use ringleader to describe, like, knights? Um, or am I thinking of a, I'm thinking I'm of a Google video I saw? Ringmaster versus ringleader. Because a ringleader is definitely for drug rings, you know? <laughs> okay, <laughs> so... so <laughs> According to Wikipedia, a ringmaster or ringmistress, or sometimes a ringleader, is a significant por uh, performer in many circuses. Um, so I guess ringleader is the general neutral term for ringmaster or ringmistress. Okay, so cl clowny <laughs> yeah. clearly wants these kids to the, he the, they god damn it they <laughs> have noticed that these kids are experiencing some form of emptiness because. They don't say depression, they say emptiness. Yeah. And they tell them, they tell the kids, I've got to <laughs> avoid pronouns in some situation. Yeah. That you can find your something or other, I don't remember if he says heart, or if 
They yeah, say, I, like, I think it was I literally know. like a piece of heart. Yeah. So these kids go to, you know, Kingdom Hearts, and they're supposed yes. to find what will keep them from being depressed here. You can you can cure depression through the power of putting on a bunch of costumes and not remembering how to jump. Yeah, and helping other people <laughs> with their depression, farm-related or otherwise. And yeah. I don't think the setup was good enough for me to be sympathetic with the male character at all because he just kind of seemed like he was being rude without any pretense or explanation. Yeah. And then he just leaves you until you find his hat. Yeah. Well, wait. I will say, in our... Wait, no, I in wait, our society, you... um, hold it! No, no, no! Like... Wait, 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 wait! I need to. Okay. What do you mean until you find his hat, Charlie? <laughs> when you find his hat, you do the the balon bout. Oh, you were referring to the clown. I'm referring to the kid. I think the kid is a very difficult to sympathize with character. The clown, I actually liked. Yeah, I I think the clown is is the best, like the the best character, but like the most engaging entity to see on the screen. Yeah, and you see him so less so. Infrequent. Yeah, you yeah. just you're mostly seeing this kid, which for me I was like, I I don't like this kid at all. He seems kind of like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm surprised you don't have you know Balan turn into the outfits. Yeah. Like how knights would transform into a sled or a rocket or whatever. Right. I I feel like the kids could interact with the clown in a more compelling way than these weird quick time events. Which do you want to talk about that since you mentioned them? Oh my god. Yeah. We should talk about. There's them. like there, it, there's like literally nothing to it. So you find hat, and then Balan's like flying around, <laughs> and that, that was a weird uh, Professor Frank moment right there. <laughs> flying around, um, flying around. But basically, there's like a a a low opacity shape of Balan. You're supposed to line up, and when it lines up, you just press one of the buttons. And then when there's multiple of them, you just mash them, which means you could literally press all of the buttons. Yeah, it, it's just a quick time event, basically. It, that's all there is, and it seems so out of nowhere. You like, you get more gems with it. Yeah. So the presentation of it is Balan is flying in the aether and just punching rocks. Like it's very you, Kingdom Hearts, actually. When you Ship hit a quick rough. time event, he just bashes a rock, Ship and rocks. the word "excellent" appears on the screen. Or oops, or good, or great. Yeah. And then, and then you get a multiplier to the current collected gems based on how well you did, which strikes me as a very strange reward because the hat is like halfway through the level. There's more gems to collect afterwards. Yeah, that and couldn't you just avoid, I don't know, I, I feel like because of the system, you should avoid collecting any gems at all. And then come back to the level when you have more of the power-ups that are necessary to get every gem in the level, and at that point go and get this reward. Yeah. Because that's the only way to maximize your efficiency. And I'm aware that, like I said, this game seems like it's meant for children, so maximizing efficiency is probably not the first thing on their mind. But if you're going to create a system like this, where you reward skill to play with medals and stuff, and this little quick-time event clearly is meant to have some impact, because it's the only collectible that isn't just a wet fart... <laughs> Yeah, it, it just seems like a weird equivalent to like the trick loop in Knights. Yeah, it creates a cutscene to get into instead of just like boom. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's so separate from the gameplay that it feels separate from the gameplay. I don't know, like it's such a different thing that you're doing that you have to completely change your mindset for it and focus on it for I don't know thirty seconds or however long it takes, and then you're smacked back into the game that is 
just this really simple platformer. So you go from an incredibly simple rhythm game to an incredibly simple platformer that feel wholly disconnected. Yeah, I think the bit about this game, it's that it's like 80 different unrelated systems that are put together, which are all like pretty superficial. So like you have like 80 different power-ups, which you can only use one at a time, which only do one specific thing. And then unrelated to that, you go into a quick time event, which plays differently. And like, is it like all it is, is hit the button four times. Uh, and then unrelated to that, you go into the, like, the Tim's situation. And I have no idea how much depth it has because it doesn't explain anything. But that's, like, probably why I found it engaging. <laughs> I-, I will say there is also the boss fights, which I felt were the most mechanically engaging part of the game. So, so fun fact, the the one boss fight I fought, the first time I hit them, there's, like, when you hit them, there's, like, a knockback on you. But the thing is, behind me was, like, a bottomless pit. <laughs> so I hit him, and I got knocked off the stage. Are you referring to the mini-boss or the boss at the end of the two levels? The boss at the end of the two levels, right okay. before the dance sequence. Yeah, I. so I actually like the mini-boss and the boss at the end of the two levels. Yeah, I think I think the boss at the end of the two levels honestly could have taken more hits. Like, th- three hits is, like... It basically never got to attack me. Except for that one time that I attacked it and then fell off the stage. Yeah, I I don't necessarily care about how much health it had. The biggest issue I had was that when you hit it, it wasn't clear that you got a hit. And it also wasn't clear that you were supposed to hit it, period. I I also experienced there's, like, not enough feedback. Yeah, there's not enough feedback and there's there's not enough presentation of the fact that this is a combat-based game. You know, if I hadn't just been playing games where killing shit was the goal for my entire life, I might not have even tried to attack this thing initially. Yeah. Because you could could totally, like... Because the other thing is the way you hit it is you literally just touch it when it's not... When touching it won't hurt you. Yeah. Like, you don't have to do a specific move to do that. Right. It's just jumping is the attack. And for... The enemies where you can jump on their head, that feels fine, because we are used to Mario. But the weird thing here is I don't think you have to jump on those enemies' heads. I think you just have to be airborne when you touch them. Yeah. And you don't need the tornado, which is something you would think you would need, because the tornado seems like the combat thing, but it's not the combat thing. It's literally just the block destruction thing. It's very strange. Very, very strange. But I think that's all I have to say about the bosses and stuff, so go ahead and tell me about the Tims. So the Tims are like the... These little creatures with beaks, they're fuzzy. They have, like, little arms, and they follow you around in the levels. Like, they're just kind of there, but then they all kind of hang out on the island of Tim's, which is your hub world, which it's kind of a nice uh, medium between, like, having a chow garden and just having them in the level, like, at nights, so they're just kind of there. Yeah. But you don't have to do a whole lot. You just go to these flower patches, and you throw the respective gem color, and then they'll start eating them. And that's kind of it. Like, they'll turn into the color, and I think because the yellow ones are more common, they have less of an influence on their color versus, like, the pink, the red, or even the blue. Yeah. But what about can... the um, the the Tim Tower? The Tim the Tower. Tim so tower? I do not understand the Tim Tower because, like, <laughs> there's, like, this, like, uh, billboard with, like, uh, you know, 
I, I, I don't know how you describe the. It's a, that, it's a, it's a number ticker or a number. A tracker. number ticker. It yeah. looks like the score card at a baseball game or something. Yeah, that's exactly right. And then there's like a pinwheel next to him, and if you go near it, your Tims will just like sometimes go through it, and like you can kind of just sit there for a while, and then they'll just keep ticking, and then. Uh, the game only allows you to have a maximum of 500 ticks, but by then you create this like tower, which is like a man. I was my boyfriend was watching me do it, and he was like showing me like because it reminded us of like a very specific little toy apparatus. Dude, I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm gonna like just link the picture he showed me. Oh, the, the Tim's the, like marble one. The Tim's yeah turning this thing does not look like they're supposed to be on it. They are, like, clipping through the edge of it, and they are not in the middle pushing. They're on the edges, and there's gravity still, so they fall out of it in a weird way. I have actually occasionally, like, I have gotten Tims in And by the way, the Tims are, like, the, the track is designed so that once they reach the bottom, they warp back at the top. But I think depending on how well they're fed... At some point, they'll disappear from the from the tower and just appear somewhere in the field. Wait, disappear and, from the tower? What? Like, so when they go through checkpoints, you'll get points similar to if you put them through windmills. Uh, but they also <sighs> might, like, just disappear entirely. I have no idea what you're talking about right now. <laughs> okay, did you, uh, how much did you interact with the Tim Tower? The, I am currently unlocking the Tim Tower. <laughs> okay. But um, I'm, just, I'm just saying your explanation, as a person who does not know what the Tim Tower is, gave me no information about what the Tim Tower is. It's just okay. like a little obstacle course that they're, like, automatically pushed through. You know that you know that marble obstacle course toy that, The thing like, I just literally posted. Bunch, I don't know if you've ever seen That a bunch of people had as kids, which I had it as a kid. No, no, no. I know the thing you're talking about. It's like a dentist's office and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just, yeah. So the uh, what I want to clarify is that, like they said, you have to push it to get you know, 30 ticks on this thing to unlock this event period, and then you have to walk into it and, like, bring Tims to it to get them to interact with it. Yeah, you have to throw Tims into it. Yeah, okay. I just, like, the way you were explaining it, it sounded like it was supposed to be there already, which I is not the case. No, I apologize. I just kind of have a fun time watching him go. I, I will say there have been a couple times where, like, I'll look... And there are Tims that have clipped outside the tower, like they're on top of a thing on the tower, and they're just not moving, like they're stuck. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is, I I sure do like this. Timmy's stuck in the tower. <laughs> oh, also another thing about the Tims. Sometimes during a level, they'll just go and pick up collectibles that I didn't even see. And to me, this feels really bad because I didn't get to find the secret, and now I never will because the eggs don't respawn. Yeah, I haven't seen eggs respawn. They've they've only brought eggs to me. They haven't brought anything else. They've brought gems to me as well. Okay. I, they've brought gems and occasionally a key. Um, also, sometimes you'll get Tims with like ears, like cat ears or bunny ears or yeah, bear ears. It's just like the Nitopians where I don't quite understand how their uh, breed variations work. I think right. I think we're the game is more enjoyable when we don't understand it. Because I think this is the part of the game that is most, like, encouraging the, of exploration. It's also the most designed aspect of the game. The Tim's system is not something I'm familiar with, whereas yeah. platforming in this primitive way is something I am too familiar with. And I'm, I'm realizing why I liked the Tim Tower so much. It's not just because of the pure joy of watching marbles go down an obstacle course, but also <laughs> it's an incremental game. Yeah. Yeah, I figured you would go there. I'm like, wow, it's a cookie clicker, <laughs> except... Uh... Except with marbles. It's cookie clicker, but less <laughs> interactive Tim's. and more cute. 
But here's the thing, is it's the marbles obstacle course, but also if you feed the marbles different gems, they'll change colors. And they can actually like lay eggs on the field itself. I don't really know how that happens, but I've had a couple baby Tims on the field and it like that feels good. The the Tims are also very well designed. They're these oh, yeah. you know, tiny cute little fluffball things, and that's very appealing from a simplicity standpoint. And then it's also nice that you can walk around the level and they follow you and it just feels nice to have like friends following you that that is actually extremely true uh can i also say tim's like about a thousand times better looking than nitopians yeah that's what i wanted to get to was they are just like nitopians except they're nice to look at <laughs> yeah they're not weird uh, baby face they're not I, like these weird pinheaded disgusting alien fucks that look too much like humans and not enough like humans yeah, well, because especially, like, they follow you around and, like, they chirp and, like, they got little baby faces. Like, it looks like they're always excited to, to see me and to see where I go, and that just feels good. They're, they're very Kirby-esque. They have, like, little like, puffball hands, you know. They made walking around more fun because I knew they were following me. Yeah, and that's yeah. a struggle because there's so much walking around in this game. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, congrats to them for trying. Yeah. The movement is kind of, like, weird. Like kind of slippery, not slippery, but like there's like weight. Yeah, the, it is a little slippery. You're not. If you play on the keyboard, it doesn't feel slippery because you're turning on you know eight directions instead of you know I don't know 360 or whatever it actually yeah. is. I don't, is it? It's not actually 360, is it? I it's, don't know. I mean, it's a it's a floating point, so it's it's like infinite, but also like it's it's gonna be mostly eight that you you walk in sort of organically. Well, no, well, I, okay, I just mean I don't think that the controller is telling the game a variable that is from 0 to 360, right? Yeah, that, that is correct. Okay. It's probably it's probably saying saying two variables, one is vertical, the other is horizontal, and from, from that, a range it, of negative 1 to 1, and yeah. then it's doing some math to get the right angle from there. And then it interpolates that and then gives you one of probably, like, a much closer to, you know, 180 or even less directions. Yeah. Anyway, the, the, enough about controls. The, <laughs> the character doesn't walk around fast enough for you to feel good, and it doesn't feel nice, like, really moving in this environment, period. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think I think if your character was, like, maybe 10% faster, I'd be like, okay. I feel like if my character was 10 times faster, I'd be feeling good. I am so tired <laughs> of walking around in platformers. Oh, man. But the other issue... I just want to fly. The, I mean, that's true, too. Like, if you could fly in this game, that'd be sick. But the the big issue I have is that jumping needs to be fun in a platformer, and it needs to be fun in a way that it hasn't been in other platformers, usually. Yeah. If this game had a double jump, I'd still probably be pissed off at it, and it doesn't even have that. <laughs> or at least not yet. You know, I'm sure there's, like, a double jump costume later but that's not enough for me i want the double jump to be present right away i want jumping around to be fun i want to be able to just be in like if if your game were just a giant square and movement were was not fun in that square without anything else in it i think you fucked up mm. yeah i mean generally if your game is a collectathon platformer a la byland wonderland wonder god damn it wonder world <laughs> uh then definitely yes yeah but even you know, we played Sonic Boom uh, Shattered Crystal recently, and that that game is super fun because the movement is so intuitive. And it's got so much little different things you can do that just bouncing around in 
that 2D environment is exciting. So what do you guys think about this demo? Does it make you excited to play the game? Does it make you wish that 3D platformers would not keep coming out? What, what do you think? Uh, it makes me really excited for the future of Tim's. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see... I want to see the highest... Listen, honestly, like, the... I spent a long time at the end of my demo just just playing with the Tims, and I mm -hmm. literally walked away being like, I would buy this game. Like, I forgot <laughs> about the main gameplay. Like, if, if the last thing I experienced was the main gameplay, I would be like, I would not buy this game. Yeah, like, fuck this game. <laughs> but I've been, I've been fooled. <laughs> Tims are fine, but it doesn't seem like there is enough depth for, let's say, a full $60 title. God, it really is $60. Yeah. How much was ukulele? Like, was it $60? I think it was $40. It was like $10. <laughs> Dude, okay. That game was $20 like a month after it came out, but I think it was released at 40 Yeah, I, I think I think that's right. It was never a full that, budget. That is certainly more reasonable, and uh, it, it seems like even then it has more content than Balon, but we'll have to see, won't we? Well, the thing is, like, that game is built upon decades of an understanding of what platformers are, and whether or not it super succeeded, it definitely gave you options in the air, whereas this game gives you occasionally the option to be in the air. This this game is like, hey, do you remember when we, were, when we first invented 3D platformers and we didn't have anything figured out yet? We have everything figured out yet. <laughs> Like, genuinely, this feels about as good as the child segments in Knights, which was an incomplete part of the game. I, I, it yeah. feels a little better. No, honestly, I think Knights felt a little better because there was actually terrain to move around in. It's <laughs> as good as Gek 64. It's the not, camera's it way is, better. It is worse. No, it's honestly, Knights. the camera fucks me up sometimes because you'll pan it to a wall and it will, like, pop in through the wall and shit. The bit was that Gex 64 isn't as good as the PS1 version of Gex 2. And yet it's still a significantly better platformer than this game. I don't know about game as a whole, but platformer Gex is significantly better. Now I want to play Gex, shit. A little tongue now. As a Tim's, as a Timulator? A lot of Tim later. <laughs> Timulator? I don't think that Gex did as well. But as a platformer? Significantly better. A little that minigame where you play as Balan and it's a quick time event now. A lot of Tim's but later. But a lot more a lot Tim of Tim's later. later. <laughs> I will Gex say, though, eat Tim. visually, this game is really cool. Yeah. But in every other department, it's like a lot of shrug emojis. I, I don't intend to buy the game. We're not we're not going to cover the game for the for the the Knights podcast, right? Well, it's it's more so like at some point, Charlie will probably buy this game and then get the two of us to play it and we'll do an episode on it. But <laughs> as, as much as you said so, I will not be spending $60 on this. Yeah. I, I'm not spending $60. I barely spend $60 on games anymore. I think the last game was Animal Crossing. I haven't bought a game at full price since actually also Animal Crossing. It was at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like... I bought the Kingdom Hearts Rhythm game at full price. <gasps> With, oh, dear. Wait, was that $60? Uh, yeah, it was $60. Oh. So, wait, Charlie, I thought you wanted to, like, play this game as soon as it came out, though. I lied. I don't know. Maybe I will. Okay, just checking, because you were like, oh, there's no way I'm spending full price on I this. I mean, for the podcast, I will buy it, I guess. So oh. I have become a fool. <laughs> so we fully backpedaled. <laughs> Dude, that's what I'm good at. Okay, just making no, sure. 
Charlie, what you do is you wait until it's on sale for $20, and then you buy three copies, one for each of us. <laughs> and then we do Big an incredibly brain. delayed episode on a very mediocre game. Yeah. It, you know what? It may be really cool. I don't know. Do you guys think it's going to do really well? No. Pff, no. No. Are you kidding me? Like, who is this game for? That's a good question. Me. Me specifically. Yeah, so, like, let's talk about the people who liked <laughs> the Saturn and Knights. Oh, man. There's oh, no. Charlie, and that's it. That's uh, true. Digi Valentine. Who? That's a person on YouTube that did, does videos on Sega things. Do they specifically like Knights and the Saturn? I think so. Do they also like really, really mediocre platformers? Uh, I, I can say that his favorite Sega hard curl is Saturn. Okay, so that's dumb. And <laughs> So, and I don't know if I want to say this uh, on the podcast, but I guess it is worth mentioning. Uh-huh. A lot of a lot of people on Tumblr are horny for Balan. No, okay, so stop right there. A lot of people on Tumblr are horny, and we can just leave it there. That's true, but do you think that's going to contribute to the sales of the game? No, not at all. People don't have to actually play the games they're horny for. There's that's... so little Balan in this game so far that I'd be offended yeah. if I purchased it on the pretense of jacking off to it. That's fair. Balan Wonderboner. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> stop. Okay, thumbs up, thumbs down, the demo itself as an experience. Uh, it gets its point across. <laughs> That's not what I so asked. Thumbs up. <laughs> okay, yeah, as a go. demo, I guess technically thumbs up. It helped me decide whether or not I was going to buy the game. No, no, no. That's not what I'm asking. I'm asking, like, <laughs> for the amount of time you put into it and the amount of effort that it took to get the demo, did was it worth your time and effort? Yes. Well, okay. Well, I mean, I knew you would say yes, but I was asking guys, yeah. <laughs> I think the question, was it worth my time and effort, is, like, a different question from did I enjoy it? That, well, I, okay. Just rate it as if it were its own game. Okay, thumbs down. Okay, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Thumb, <laughs> thumbs down. As for whether or not it makes you excited, that's, like, a slightly different question. I think you guys are both a little I'm more interested. I'm telling you, the Tim Tower almost made it a thumbs up. But that's not a, like, you, yeah, you're I know. aware that the thing you enjoyed was not the Tim Tower. It was the prospect of what the Tim Tower could be. I can't explain to you what's ha what happens in my brain when I see numbers go up. I can. It's fucking endorphins. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I like video games that are simple for my baby brain. I don't like big game. No, but that's not even... <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> like, it's... I've watched babies play more complicated games. <laughs> I think the thing that gets me about this game, and I think this is the the like sort of pinpoint of why it's not very engaging, which is that it doesn't expect anything from you. It doesn't like demand. I don't like the word demand, but it doesn't expect anything from you other than your time. Yeah. And I feel like not every game has to be like an incredible test of skill. Right, or like reaction time or whatever. Yeah, and they don't all need like 40 different buttons either, you know. Yeah, but like I want I want to have to put some kind of effort into it rather than sort of following the trail. Even if that effort is making decisions or like planning something or like, I don't know, maybe deciding to go left and then coming back <laughs> later to go right and seeing what's over right the next time. I, I just want anything new none of these concepts are new yeah 
it's all just bad versions of old things that weren't great to begin with. Well, and I think I think you can do the let's take it back to this old school style and still give the player sort of modern conveniences. Like you don't have to sacrifice. Let them scream like an anime fan on prom night. There's right. a, sh- yeah, that, but th- there's a difference between having a classic or historic experience, but with quote-unquote quality of life changes. Yeah. And just making a, a new game that's inspired by an old game, and this seemed like the second of those two. Yeah. Because clearly this is nothing like Knights, period. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And because of that, that means it's just a spiritual successor, which means it needs to have new ideas. You know, like when Blaze Blue came out, it was not just Guilty Gear. There are tons of new ideas in Blaze Blue. The characters play completely differently. There are some yeah. analogs, but only insofar as anime protagonists all kind of act the same. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's just... It's ridiculous that this game is supposedly a wink at night's, but ultimately it feels more like just really, really, really bad. A lazy eye. Yeah, I guess, yeah. That's one way to put it. <laughs> and it's <laughs> wild because they clearly understood how to, like, visually do everything. Like, this game looks mm-hmm. super great. If this was just yeah. a movie, I'd be into it. Oh, yeah. Like, the opening cutscene, I was like, this is excellent. Uh, everything after the boy breakdancing well, and okay. being a dickhole. I, I picked the girl and it was like, I mean, I think once once you get to, like, the theater, it's excellent. Yeah, every everything after that is great. And honestly, it sounds like the girl's setup was passable, you know? Yeah. Whereas the boy's was just kind of offensive. <laughs> also, can I just say, like... I didn't I didn't empathize with the farmer. Like, no. I know the, the bit is, like... We, we get, like, a quick sequence of him, like, working hard at his crops, and then a storm happens. And then he, and he gets t- touched by the depression devil. Oh, can um, we talk about how cool that guy looks real quick? Oh, yeah. He looks really cool. Continue. Yeah, I agree. But like, the farmer? No, no the, the fucking demon that bad touches him. Yeah. Oh, dude, the tentacle reality. I love tentacle reality. Yeah. <laughs> it is just tentacle reality. It takes all I'm the here boxes. for it. I was planning on saying knuckles, but sure. But like, the farmer's design is like, the farmer's design looks like they didn't want you to give a shit about him. Yeah. <laughs> They were like, okay, what should we do for character design? Let's ask, like, uh, an eight-year-old to draw a farmer and go with that design. <laughs> like, what, what does a farmer look like? And then they draw a farmer, and they're like, I will make no changes to this design. He looks like a whitewashed VeggieTales character. <laughs> oh. He looks, and I know that this is like, this is like a, a cartoon dream of a child, so like... That kind of makes sense. But, like, I looked at him and I went, this is 100% not a real person with their own emotions. I think that it's a cartoon dream of the farmer. I don't think you're in the kids' dreams. I think you're in the farmer's dreams. Like, the character design for the kids is, like, interesting. Like, they look like people. Like, obviously cartoon people. I hate their arms so much. (laughs) Okay, the art style is is what it is head to toe is fine but arms and hands like kill me <laughs> heads shoulders knees and toes and even the shoulders a little sus <laughs> i just the farmer looks like nobody gave a shit about him yeah and then he disappears when you walk up to him <laughs> yeah <laughs> you don't even give a shit about him he's gone yeah and he does a dance sequence which is unbecoming of a farmer such as himself <laughs> hey man you're what are you to tell a farmer what to do hey Conversely, the wolves just, like, getting it 
at the beginning of the first <laughs> level. Definitely very charming. One of the best aspects of the game. The Tims following you around to the wolves just getting down in front of the power-up. Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought I was losing it. And then after that point, it was basically just downhill for me. Yeah, yeah. and then you and then you lost it. Yeah. No, hold on. You thought you were losing it, and then it lost you. Oh, I, I, I see. It did lose me. Hard. Yeah. But, you know, in the next couple of weeks, we'll be back to our bullshit. So if you are sad that we didn't talk about Sonic today, don't worry. We'll be there for you. We're going back to the Boomiverse. Yeah, Sonic Boomverse. It's good, but you'll have to hear more later. So, good nights. Uh, this, uh, it, it ended up being a little baland. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, oh, uh. It's Tim's for us to say goodbye. <laughs> oh, oh uh, what was it again? A lot of, uh. It's, it's a. <laughs> a lot of tongue now, a lot of ass a lot later. <laughs> a little, a little mediocre platforming now. A lot of Tim's later. A lot of Tim's later. A lot of Tim's later. <laughs>